Welcome to the Healing Ninjas Podcast, a space dedicated to highlighting the healing stories of everyday people. This podcast is not a replacement for professional support. This podcast may contain content that may be graphic, violent, or traumatic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. The goal of sharing these stories is to help you, the listener, hear how people have struggled in various ways and the steps they have taken to become healing ninjas, individuals who are seeking to master the art of healing. Healing is not a linear process. We all have our ups and downs. This podcast aims to create a brave space for people to share and learn from one another. I'm your host, Hernan Carvente Martinez. Welcome to the Healing Ninjas community. Hey everyone, back with episode 13 of the Healing Ninjas podcast. And today is a special moment for me um, because I have one of my close friends uh, for this episode. Her name is Maite Villalba. And known Maite for well, how many years now? Like five? Going on to five, yeah. Going on to five, right? Going on to five. Yeah, I think a little bit over five now, actually. Oh my God, time has flown by. I just want to, you know, give people context. I asked my day. She actually, she's seen Healing Ninjas grow. She saw the platform as it was coming to existence and has been legit one of my biggest supports. Um, has followed every page, has actively shared every post, has been to almost every live. And I just want to give her a quick shout out for that to start off, right? Because you've been here with me and have been able to see this process from the beginning. And part of what I want to do now is to give you an opportunity to talk about your healing journey and your process because this platform was meant to uplift those stories. And man, I, I've seen you grow in those six, close to five years, six years, you know, I, and I want people to know who my day is. And also, you know, maybe, quick shameless plug for her own platform called Resiliently Beautiful um, and she can talk a little bit about that at some point but Maite cuéntanos, tell people who are listening, why healing? Why has it become important to you now? Healing I think for me wasn't always an easy thing to go through uh, growing up in a typical Latin family household you know, seeing your parents and stuff. And then you have the typical, you know, they don't show emotion. They don't know how to show affection to you, even as a child. And like just going through all that as growing up and going through my own things, it was just like hold everything in. Like mm. just like hold it all in. Don't show nothing. Uh, you don't really have a support system in place. So just like growing up through all that and seeing like how everyone was towards each other and just seeing the whole dynamic between the your family and stuff, everybody might think, oh, you know, you have both your parents and stuff, but they don't know what goes in closed doors and stuff. Mm. And so once going through junior high and stuff, I was always, I was more outgoing, more like, oh, I was always in like 
plays and stuff. Very then I went through junior high. I was getting bullied. Nobody knew in my household. Didn't tell anybody. I quickly just started coping by cutting myself and nobody noticed. I've done it throughout several years. Family didn't know nothing. Got to high school, started working. Um, I started working at first in like schools and stuff, like after school programs, summer programs. Once I graduated high school, I got my first official full-time job. And that's when my family dynamic kind of like split, you know, my parents split. Um, I became head of household to help my mom support my siblings. I have an older sister and two younger siblings. I became like the mother figure to them and to my own mother. Um, once that happened, it was like I was the one that had to be strong for the family. I was bringing in the most income. Um, if anything happened to like my siblings, I was the one running for to go get them from school. If they got into problems at school, I was the one showing up. And I wasn't even like their guardian. Mm. And I was still the one there. Um, I guess the separation between my parents, my mom got like her freedom and like she started going out and she forgot that she had kids. And it was like, I don't blame her. Like she, she got her separation, you know, she had a tough relationship with my father and stuff. And it wasn't like a good household dynamic. It was like, him coming home at night, in the middle of the night, waking us up at like four in the morning on like school days. And sometimes mm. it would be like on a daily basis. And it's like, oh, like he would just like come in and like tell us to line up and like try to like intimidate us. Mm. Or like he'll just have his friends over and they'll be drinking outside of our, in the kitchen area. And like we wouldn't be able to sleep. So we grew up like basically with an alcoholic in the house. And that to me was like, it made it seem like drinking was okay. Mm. And that's when I started using like the coping of like drinking and stuff. And like I used that as a, an escape route for me. I started to once I started when I was able to get into the clubs and stuff at like 18 I was always out I was going to go I was going out clubbing then like get home shower go to work the next day like it was just like my coping like for me of all the stress of like having to be the mother figure to everyone like everybody always coming to me for their problems, me not be, not having anybody to like fall back on. And then in 2015, I was sexually assaulted. Nobody knew. I went through the night, I got home, I showered for like a couple hours. I got up the next day, 
like nothing happened. Mm. Went straight to work. Um, I kept that to myself for several years, like, and it was it was hard coping because it's like I had nobody to like go tell anybody. I was in and out of like therapy when I went back to college. I've I was in college. I stopped going to classes. I was just like, just finding an escape. Like I was just like over it. I was out drinking, partying, smoking almost on a daily basis. And it was just like a go, 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 go. Like keeping myself busy to not fall back into like feeling everything I was holding up throughout the years. Mm. And it was like, for me, it was like, it got harder. I got dropped from my college that I was in because of what I was going through. Um, the college wasn't very supportive when I when I was trying to appeal because I mm. actually had a therapist that was going to write me an appeal to not get dropped from the college. They were like, don't even bother appealing. Come back. Wait five years and reapply. Mm. So not even the school was supportive. It was just like, okay, since I wasn't in that school, I couldn't use their school therapist anymore. Mm. So tr- so I stopped going. I stopped looking for help to help myself. I was just like, work, go out, drink, come back home, get ready, work. It was just like a whole routine I had built up to myself where I was keep myself busy to just not be with myself. Mm. Well, you and I want to. You know, it's and I'm hesitating, y'all, to to share to speak because I've been able to hear this part of my test journey, and and you know, I just want to give you that. You know, she y'all don't see it right now, and she's the only one right now that I've had in the active you know recording studio with me. But she has a shirt that says "Resilient" on it, and your resiliency through all of that, you know, your strength. I just want to uplift it for the first time in a different context because, you know, to keep it real, everybody, and, and I shared that in the trailer episode, but yeah, like I, I met Maite through that, you know, to through us being in the same spaces, drinking and, and being in full escape mode. And, you know, to I, I have to admit that even being in front of her right now and being here with you is really powerful to see you own the parts of you that I know personally, but for you to be able to share them out loud, what does that feel like for you right now, to be honest? It's kind of like calming in a way to actually be able to speak about it now and hear myself speaking through it other than speaking through it to my own therapist, but like sharing it with people or even like not even being able to share it with my own family in terms. Mm. And then just letting it out, it's just like a little bit helpful. It's like a kind of like weight lifted off. Mm. 
you know, and that, and I, and I've seen that weight. I've seen how it's impacted you. It's seen, I've seen you, you know, in really tough moments and, and somehow find your way back. And, you know, if, if you're okay with it, I want to share a little bit context for, for people, right? My then and I now have been in, in connection for five, five and a half years, going on six. And, you know, you and I have had just really tough moments, you know, through our individual healing journeys, to be honest, right? Because, mm-hmm. and that's what I want for people to, to listen and understand, right? That I've been going through my own healing journey and have had might they be a friend at some point was actively, you know, even in a relationship with you. And, you know, there's been layers to our connection. And I just want people to understand that the journeys that we've been on, you know, are are tough to describe. And as you've been building some of the tools to help yourself, right? Because there have been moments where we just do not, you know, we're not able to talk. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're, we had to keep it real, right? Because part of what I want people to understand is that these journeys that we go through are, are tough. And there are really, really dark moments sometimes where doesn't matter what kind of friends you have, doesn't matter who your family is. Sometimes it just gets really, really hard. And can you share for people like what has that what has those been what have been some of those moments and how have you been able to find strength, resilience to get through them? Um, I think for me, I've never put myself first. I will always put everybody else before me. Even recently when I was recently admitted to a psych for attempted suicide. Um, I wasn't even thinking about my own health. I was just like, I cannot stay here more than that day because I had to go to work. Mm -hmm. I put my job before me. I was like, no, they were like, you're not leaving. You're going to stay here for a week or so. And I was like, I have to work. Like, I have things I need to do. And I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about myself. And as the days went by in that um, silence, because all you had was silence. You didn't have nothing. You didn't have no one. You were in a room, white walls. You were lucky if you had a window. And it was just like, you and your and your mind and then you have people coming into to your room and asking you like what got you to that place mm. where you wanted to not be here anymore and then just and for me it's like hard to open up i'm like i had to I, my therapist actually had to call me and say you need to open up to them for them to be able to understand why you're there and for you to be able to go home. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was hesitant at first. Slowly I started like opening up, talking to them. They were telling me to go on medication and stuff. I was at first, neglecting it I didn't want to be on medication because there's so much of like the pill shaming and stuff of people 
having to rely on medication. And then I was like, okay, maybe I do need it. And it's okay if you do. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And so I took that. As I was in there, I started to get involved into art therapy, which was like what I say is now one of my good coping skills, aside from like my old habits of just like drinking or like cutting myself or just like not doing anything to better myself. So I took that from that experience of being in there and I took that home with me. And then I started getting all these art supplies, started buying all these stuff, trying to like motivate myself, got into crocheting, got that in like a day. <laughs> I made like a little blanket in less than a week. Yeah, that blanket is sitting in her house for her cat, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and then I, that's how Resilingly Beautiful started, started making custom stuff custom orders and stuff to bring out the beautiful pain i carry in to mm. making it something nice mm. you know i want i want people to to know that that journey of being in a psych ward wasn't easy right no and and i can say that personally because i i was talking to you through it um and it was hard, you know, and I have to sit with that a little bit. Uh, you know, I feel like at some points I was also failing you as a friend because I was trying to be there knowing that I at some point had also gone through that. And, you know, it was hard to go through it alone. And I didn't want you to go through it alone. But I saw how much in pain you were and how hard it was not just for you i even had a conversation with your mom i had conversations with your sister i had conversations with people that wanted to actively figure out how to support you as you shared in the beginning right who i knew also were not the best supports and you know i want people to to understand that going through all of that was hard seeing my friend my dad go through that was hard seeing you go through it was hard and you know, I I am immensely proud of you for starting Resiliently Beautiful and for holding space for yourself. And there are moments, you know, like that that I know that you I think doubt yourself and, and I've tried to try to tell you things from a place of love and I know that it's still sometimes hard for you to hear that. But I hope that you're seeing that a little bit more now. That you're seeing just the beauty and, and, and power that you have just even in this second, in this moment, sharing your journey and telling people that, you know, you're someone who survived bullying. You're someone who survived violence at home and someone who actively went through so much back and forth, you know, with, with different supports and it didn't work out so well at points. Right. And now you're here on the healing and just podcast, mm -hmm. a podcast that, you know, is trying to elevate these stories. And as people are listening to you, they're probably like, man, well, they're probably listening to both of us. Like, how are they still even friends? You know, <laughs> they went through their own shits. And, you know, if they if they put the timelines together, they could probably tell, like, they were going through it in, like, similar times. So how did they stay friends, right? But I know other people are going to be listening and, and asking, 
how do you get to that place? Because it's it's dark, you know, it, it gets hard. And for you, you just mentioned art therapy, you mentioned crochet, you know, I are there other things that you're doing now actively that are helping you feel where you are now? Because even I mean, to be clear, y'all, like this is like a moment for me to see my own friend just share at a level that I have not seen her share. And so I just want to give you props for that, right? Because that shit ain't easy. And you just gave me a whole bunch of like just energy to give back to you, which is a, I'm immensely happy and proud of you. And I just want you to tell people, are there other ways that they need to think about in this journey, how they go about it and how they should actively keep going through this journey in a way that's not so painful? I think um, pain would always be there. It's just how you project it out and not keep it all bundled up inside where one day is just like packing it in, packing it, packing it, and then you just explode. It's like bring it out in ways that you could bring more to yourself and others. Like for me, it was art therapy, the crocheting, being artsy and stuff. Other people could use it working out. Some people reading, writing. I also bring it out in my writing, even though I'm the only one that reads it. But it's something that helps me to bring it out in a healthier way than the going out drinking and self-harming. Hmm. And sometimes we've res- we we fall back, right? Like I've seen yes. you. <laughs> we fall back. <laughs> and ta- I fall can back you- a lot. Can you can you maybe unpack that just a little bit and and how when you do fall back, how you bounce back? Because we all fall back. You saw me really fall, like really, really fall. And you know where I am now. And now I'm getting in this very moment a chance to see you bounce back in a completely different level with you sharing the way you are now. But for people who think that this is easy and who are going to be like, man, this she, she's dope. She got it figured out now then. And it's like, is that always the case? No, I don't. I don't feel like I got it all figured out. I'm still in the learning process and I still struggle at times. I've gotten to places where I could go into depression and forget to take my medication and just like or just take medication and go back to drinking and then I'll be okay for a couple days and then at the third fourth day I go through withdrawals of the medication and start going into deep depression start falling back into depression into not wanting to be here and I have to fight for myself and know that I don't want to be back in that space, back into the psych ward, even though it was helpful for me to just like stop and be like, okay, you need to take care of yourself. Mm. That moment, I remember. I remember you just being like, no, like I don't want to stay here the night. I don't, I, I, I have shit to do. And I remember having to tell my dad, like, fuck work like fuck all of it right like you need to take care of you right now and this is the moment for you to slow down for once and actively 
sit with it. And that was the most uncomfortable thing, I think, for you, right? To slow down, to yeah. sit with it. And I think we've we've never been at a point where, you know, we have been able to get to that point of slowing down. You and I collectively, I think we've, we've been able to do it in different versions, right? But, you know, as we're thinking through all of this, right, I, I just want to, like, remind people that the journey that my dad describes for herself has been really, really a definition to resiliency, right? Like your ability to keep processing and, and like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all, right? Like I've had my like bumps in the road with my day and like people who know us, you know, <laughs> will, will, will attribute to that. But I think part of what has been really powerful about seeing her growth is, and she doesn't know this, and I think I'll be, this is one of the things that, that that's weird to say out loud now, but you know, your journey of, Healing also gives my journey of healing hope every time. Even when you have dark moments, seeing you back bounce back, seeing you bounce back from them allows me to also think that even if I were to fucking fall at any point, that I would be able to say, Yeah, I got this. I can still go. And I just want you to know that beyond this moment, right? That your journey. It's now connected to not just mine, but when people hear your this episode, hear you, they get to hear who Maite is in full. From the person who you described at the beginning to, you know, small business owner of Resiliently Beautiful, you know. And just to give you all some to, you know, kind of close us out. She sells mugs, she sells tote bags, she sells, you know, your own custom designs and, and, and really gives it her own personal feel to it and and more importantly right what, what's the what's the slogan for resiliently beautiful bringing out the beauty of all resilient minds her art the work that she's doing the the stuff that she's building now is very much bringing out the resiliency of other minds but you know it's your beauty that's also standing out in your brand and so i just want you to know that i want to thank you for being here on this episode for being able to share and Man, I'm just mad grateful to you right now for, for being everything that you are. And I just hope that whenever things do get dark, whenever things do become a struggle, that you hear this episode again and that you remind yourself that, man, I got this. I've been through that and that I'm honored that your story exists now on this platform and that other people are going to hear it. So thank you. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and follow us at Healing Ninjas on all social media platforms. If you're interested in sharing your own story, we'd love to hear from you. Go to www.healingninjas.org and sign up to be featured. We look forward to sharing your journey next.